0: Welcome. You are listening to Not Just a Rainbow with Catherine Cager. All right. Today, I am going to tell you my modest opinion on an interesting topic you probably will love. About 50 years ago, an arsonist started a fire in the entryway of the upstairs lounge in New Orleans, tragically killing 32 people in what was the worst attack on the LGBTQ community ever seen in the US. The blaze quickly spread up the staircase and engulfed the entire bar. Sundays at the upstairs lounge were the biggest draw, mainly because of the awesome beer bust. From 5 to 7 p.m., you could score a pitcher of beer for a great deal. It was a working-class bar for gay men and lesbians, and usually over 100 people would show up during the beer bust. The arsonist's identity was never uncovered and no one was taken into custody regarding the fire. An individual who had recently been kicked out of the bar was seen leaving earlier that day and witnesses reported hearing him threaten to burn the place down. Moreover, he was spotted buying lighter fluid from a Walgreens not far away. He supposedly chucked the can in front of the stairs leading to the bar's entrance and took off. Robert Fiesler, journalist and author of Tinderbox the untold story of the upstairs lounge fire and the rise of gay liberation, explained that the fire was only in the stairs until someone opened the door to the bar, which caused a rush of flames to blast into the lounge. Survivors described it as if a fireball or something shot from a cannon was released, according to Fiesler. Buddy Rasmussen, the bartender, managed to lead a few customers to safety by taking them through a hidden door. But, due to the intensity of the fire and the overwhelming smoke, a lot of people didn't hear him. So, instead they tried to get out by smashing the windows, only to find that they were blocked by metal bars. Some of them managed to squeeze through them but were injured by the hot bars. Others were trapped in the corner and the fire consumed them. Fiesler said that a lot of people say that the sound of people screaming when the fire reached the other side was the most awful thing they had ever heard. It only took the firefighters 30 minutes to get the fire under control, but unfortunately a lot of damage had already been done. That night, 29 people tragically lost their lives. Sadly, three more succumbed to their injuries afterwards. Apparently, a good chunk of them were military veterans, as per the local authorities. At first, the fire was a big deal and people were really shocked but as soon as people found out it was a queer space, New Orleans completely lost interest. Frank Perez said that the tragedy didn't get the recognition it deserved when it happened 50 years ago, and even today there are a lot of people in New Orleans and beyond who aren't aware of it. He was the key organizer of the 50th anniversary event that happened on June 24-25. Fiesler said the main suspect was nabbed by Rasmussen after the fire, but the police didn't really look into it or take Rasmussen's word for it. Fiesler said the fire was set on purpose and the people who died were forgotten, like they never existed. They had to hide their lifestyles and find solace at places like the Upstairs Lounge because of it. The fire in New Orleans is still the worst in its history, but the Pulse Massacre has now surpassed it as the most devastating attack on LGBTQ people in the United States. Last year, New Orleans apologized officially. Perez and other nearby historians and supporters believe that the police need to apologize for their lack of investigation, too. Council J.P. Morell said that the New Orleans we are now isn't the same as it used to be. He noted that the city's inaction in the face of the biggest tragedy in its history has stopped people from being able to grieve, but today they took a step in the right direction. Books and documentaries about the fire have helped make more people aware of what happened, but there are still some unanswered questions about it. Three victims were given unmarked graves, two of whom remain unknown. The third, however, is known to be Ferris LeBlanc, a World War II veteran who was in the Battle of the Bulge and Normandy. Most of his family didn't find out he was a victim of the fire until 2015, his nephew Skip said. They've been trying to get his body exhumed since then, but haven't had any luck. Bailey marks the anniversary of his uncle's passing as a reminder to contemplate the problems that the LGBTQ community still faces today. He emphasized the need to continue to fight for equality, noting that this anniversary of the upstairs lounge fire serves as a reminder of that fight. I hope you really like my podcast. Don't hesitate to share Not Just a Rainbow with your friends and ask them to subscribe. I love you all, see you. Bye-bye.